This is Thoughts on the Table by DisgracesOnTheMenu.com. Hi everybody, welcome to the audio blog. Paolo back again, continuing the conversation we started last week uh, with my friend Gino from England. Hi Gino, how are you? Hi Paolo, I'm very fine, thank you. You? I'm great, thank you. So yeah, last time we started talking about, about you, about why you became a blogger, and then we talked about uh, the spaghetti alla carbonara, <laughs> which completely changed. Yeah. And it appears that it became something else that is now uh, taking its own, uh, its own form. It contains cream, when cream should never be uh, part of the recipe. And carbonara, I'm thinking right now, it's no longer a dish, is the name of a sauce. A creamy sauce. I was thinking yeah. maybe it's happened also in other cases. Uh, yeah, parmigiana is a really interesting one, I think. Um, parmigiana is traditionally from the south of Italy. And it's once again from that ideology, that theory of um, cucina povera, the poor man's kitchen. So mm-hmm. it's you making the best of the ingredients around. And these ingredients, you know, aubergines, tomatoes, parmesan cheese and then eventually when mozzarella was becoming you know cheap to buy mozzarella was being introduced but mm-hmm. it's something which is based on vegetables um yeah and some dairy and the main reason is because as well la cucina povera meat was expensive mm-hmm. so there is no meat in you know parmigiana however <laughs> Once again, like we saw with carbonara, you add cream to carbonara for some reason. Now, parmigiana has become this thing where you have chicken parmigian, uh, veal yeah. parmigian, it's beef become, parmigian. It's become some kind of a, a name of a generic preparation, which involves parmesan, which is parmigiano, reggiano, parmesan mm-hmm. is an accepted translation. Um, but if you go to Italy, there's only one parmigiana. And it's one precise dish. It's not the name of a preparation. And this is, again, some kind of a extrapolation that somehow has taken place, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, sometimes when I see the chicken parmigiana, I kind of get reminded of um, chicken cotoletta, um, which comes from, really, cotoletta la milanese, which is usually done, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, with veal yeah, or, it, or with pork. Well, tra- traditionally, I think it's veal, but uh, you can find it with pork or even beef. Yeah, and and and, and that in itself has got an interesting history because it comes from, you know, the Austrian uh, Empire when they were near Verona and and it and it got into Lombardia and it was a, you know, Wiener Schnitzel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the two never really are com- well, they're never combined in Italy. Uh, chicken Parmesan, veal Parmesan. You know, so it, you don't get that. However. It, like you said, it's almost become synonymous with a sauce or a preparation. And, you know, if you go to a big um, sandwich chain called Subway, they have, you know, parmigiana in a, in a sub. And it's like, yeah. what, what is that? I mean, I would never try it because just the sound of it scares me. So. <laughs> well, you know, we're used to a, a dish. You, you just don't extrapolate out of it. If you do, you'll call it something else. Um, you can say that it is breaded and there's parmesan in the breading, which is not something that you will find in Italy uh, very much. Uh, but it tastes good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Just, you know, as usual, I argue that you shouldn't call it that way. Um, also, another thing that I'm finding, um, balsamic. 
if you if you look at the word itself it means that cures is curative um, yeah. it, it's a medicinal so you shouldn't be using the word balsamic on its own it's balsamic yeah. vinegar uh, at least yeah. in Italy you'll never find um, something called balsamico it's also yeah. an adjective yeah. so it's kind of strange to use it as a noun no that's precisely precisely it's it, it, yeah it, it's these Italian words or these words which you know which are Italian and people using them almost to try and add to a marketing and yeah. not think you know like my friend the other day he said do you know I'm going to have uh, pollo al forno con patate al arrosto and I just went so <laughs> you know oven cooked chicken with you know roast potatoes and he looked at me and went is that what it is and I went Yes, you're having a Sunday meal. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, you're not doing anything spectacular. There's nothing fancy but, there. Yeah. You know, it's, it is almost this kind of this ideology. Well, if we call it something Italian or if we use an Italian adjective mm-hmm. and turn it into a noun, and it's going to sell more. I mean, look, it probably does. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not as if, you know, you can't do that with every language. And I think that's, that's also the, the tragedy you know <laughs> in a way it's flattering you know it, it, yeah. it means that it sells so it's, it's appealing it's appealing to yeah. to some uh, it looks like at one point you know the big um, mm. chains will say we're having an Italian menu an Italian feast an Italian extravaganza and now it's not enough anymore they have to get specific down to the region because it sounds more authentic than just generic Italian, because I guess people learn that there's regional food. So let's bring in Tuscany, which is one of the famous regions, also because of the movies or because it's it's somewhat popular in North America. So yes, I can't help but think that there's some marketing going on there, and people don't know anymore what to expect when they eventually uh, go to Italy. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think you know that I think that takes away an experience of discovery as well you know yeah. it, you're not you're not discovering anything new about the food you're not discovering anything new about the culture so i think you know it's it's one thing to have what you think an italian recipe is which is i think what we're getting at with the carbonara the parmigiana and and many more dishes which we could discuss but then actually understanding well what's that heritage why is it the way it is and actually how different is it to what we're eating because ultimately we're going to get this confluence of, well, we're not sure anymore. And I think that's what needs to be very careful with, mm-hmm. you know, Italy promoting its products. Um, exactly. Well, I'm all, I'm all for uh, certification. And whenever I see an association, a consortium, uh, like Associazione Italiana Pizza Verace, uh, which is yeah. a real association and actually spreading in North America, I welcome, I applaud this. It's fantastic. Uh, let's define what it is, let's uh, give an example, and then let's put a stamp of approval whenever somebody meets those requirements. Uh, and that's fantastic. I wish every type of cuisine was certified that I know I'm eating in an authentic Japanese restaurant. And there's some uh, authority that, that decided that that's considered authentic to some standards. Or that this is a fusion restaurant that combines Japanese and Korean it's great yeah and i think that's why you know when when people like yourself and i think like what i'm trying to do with my food storytelling Mm -hmm. i think it's it's essential that we keep on doing what we're doing because there will be people that will read that and go actually 
you know, what is it I'm eating? Yeah. So I think, and, and there are many more people out there that are doing absolutely fantastic jobs in, in promoting that. And, you know, I, th- I personally think, you know, I mean, I think it's a conversation for another time, but really one of the biggest culprits in, in, in spreading the message of, of misinterpreting Italian food mm-hmm. are the celebrity chefs. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but I think that they, they ultimately hold the key in either making sure something can be classed as authentic Italian or mm-hmm. actually they've got the responsibility to say, it's my interpretation and this yeah. isn't authentic Italian, but also not marketing themselves as this authentic Italian cook. Cause they're yeah, obviously- exactly. Yeah, well, we shouldn't make names or we get sued. But yeah, it's not, not every, not every, yeah. every Italian, um, supposedly Italian celebrity a chef is misleading. Uh, there are some that are actually very authentic and, and some uh, non-Italian uh, chefs that cook Italian food in an authentic way and mm. a lot of respect for those. But you're right. Um, unfortunately, there are celebrity chefs that have built a name around them having an Italian last name. And then using that as their key to enter the show, the showbiz. And that's really um, misleading, confusing, doesn't help anybody but them. And therefore, yeah, yeah. We, we can't approve of that, of course. Yeah, definitely not. Just, you know, anytime you hear somebody really generalizing or presenting his authentic recipe for something really simple... And really making it complicated. <laughs> that's yeah. that's a sign of, of it being wrong. Um, you know, it's a I long mean, story. Yeah, my my I'll, I'll always I'll always refer to my uh, my nonna, and she'll always say to me, "The trick to a great pasta dish is that it will contain no more than three ingredients." And I think that that simplicity is the essence of Italian food is simplicity it is making the most of what is around you yeah i think the italian food has specific rules uh the flavor pairings are specific precisely because of those very rules which they set out you know i'll say you know i think one of the one of the points i'll, I'll make very quickly is that the other evening there was a, an, a, an italian chef on on english tv and he's very good uh, i think you know i've seen his dishes and he walked into a kitchen in Rome and he said, what's this that's cooking? And he said in Italian and he's looking and he smells and he goes, there's no greater smell in the Italian kitchen than that of olive oil, garlic and chili frying in a pan. And he, you know, the, the lady, she, all she did was she added some broccoli, you know, broccoli leaves. Mm-hmm. And that is a traditional dish of that area. Yeah. But you look, you know, there was only those basic ingredients mm-hmm. and that created a dish in itself. Now, he said, I'd happily pay for that. That that would happily be my lunch. Wow, such an arrogance. Of course, you have to pay for that. That's the entire dish. That's not the beginning of the dish. Yeah, that's something that simplicity is, is, is missed out on, like you're saying. And when, when you say, you know, when you're making the point of adding other things to it, that's fine, but... Don't be frightened to say that it's something different than Italian. <laughs> it's Italian influenced. It's inspired by Italy, but yeah. it's not Italian. Well, um, I think we've we've made our point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks, Gino. I, I'm sure we'll hear. Um, we'll have some feedback on this one. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks again. Paolo. It was a pleasure talking with you as usual. And uh, we'll get back on this conversation shortly. Thanks very much, Gino. 
Thank you very much, Paolo. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. I look forward to it.